What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the True Blue Podcast. I am your host, Zach Sucardi, uh, and this is Uncle Skunk. Let's listen. Yeah, cool. That was awesome. I just wanted to hear more music, so I was like, fuck it. Let's play it. Let's play it out. Yeah, so this is the True Blue Podcast. I am Zach Sicardi. I'm your host. Session 40. We made it to the big 40. 40. 40 ounces of freedom. 840. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? 840. Um, yeah, so this is cool. It's cool to like keep doing these, you know? Just going to keep doing them. That's it. Just gonna keep doing it, you know. Oh well, thank you. Oh wow. Thank you so much. Wow, wow. I'm just so. Jeez, wow. Fuck you. Hey, hey, hey. Whoa, chill, chill. But no, it's cool doing forty. It's it's cool. I'm you know I'm happy to just keep doing it and to have forty of anything is kind of nice, <laughs> you know. Creatively, it's kind of cool. So hey, I'm going to talk my shit, I'm going to get into some self-care, going to read some poetry, and then going to share some music uh, for you that I'm adding to the True Blue playlist. I just love fucking playlists and mixes. When I was a kid making mixtapes, just the best. Mix CDs. Ah, oh, I just love it. I actually have the ability to make a, to make mixtapes. Um... So, I definitely want to do it. I just have to think which one of my friends can play this tape, you know? Oh, man. But, yeah, um, I just love making them. I went to a show recently, which I'll talk about here in a little bit. I saw Cypress Hill, and they had uh, a DJ open named Z-Trip. I'm Zach, and he's Z-Trip. So, I instantly loved the, you know, loved the whole vibe. And he, like, talked about mixtapes and tapes, and it's just, you know, I mean, it's a little different because it's a hip-hop mixtape as opposed to just, like, a traditional, like, mixtape of, like, different songs. Um, but it's kind of a similar vibe, though, you know, similar idea. Just And, and just the, the whole idea of um, getting music out there and sharing it and putting your own little version of it together. That was always the such an appealing thing for me about making mixtapes and mix CDs is going, wait a minute, I can make my own like version of this and, you know, have the songs and tell us, you know, my own sort of story about this band or about this experience or whatever, you know, however you want to sort of craft it and, and, uh, and look at it, you know, 
I always really dug that. So, uh, yeah, so, um, I just, yeah, I've been making a bunch lately. So I've been doing these top 20 lists where I take a, a bands that I love and I know I can do 20 songs of, and I, I think of my favorite, like, songs from, from this band, and, uh, I usually do it over the span of, like, three weeks, so I take my time, and it's so fucking fun. You do a deep dive into whatever band, you know, you get reacquainted with things or you just really just enjoy it and you just connect with it again because I've been uh, doing it with like a couple friends. So like I've done Led Zeppelin, I've done Sublime, Deftones, I just finished Korn. Uh, I did one like way back with with my friend Tom. I did The Smiths, which I'm going to do, you know, kind of again in my own little criteria. Um, and it's just so fucking fun. I can't get enough of it. You know, again, just listening to the band and just like I, so I do top 20 songs, I rank the albums, and then I do my least favorite song or worst song or however you want to look at it, and then I, um, I'll do, uh, like my favorite lyrics, and, oh, it's the best. It's so fucking fun. So I just finished Corn. I'm doing Radiohead now, and, uh, it's great. It's just so great. And what's cool for me too is like, I kind of like to like, have them like logged you know i like to have them sort of to be not to reference them per se but to reference them in a way and then also share them and you know obviously it's not you know set in stone 1000 percent. things can change but these are those 20 songs for me you know and i've taken the time to listen and really like hash out which one is you know is superior to the other or just connects more with me to the other or what, whatever the case may be. Um, it's, it's just the best. So, uh, yeah. So I've been, been vibing on that, you know, with all this quarantine and the COVID and all this bullshit, you know, it, it's been kind of like a fun thing to do. My friend, John kind of got me to like, get, get to like do this. So shout out to him. He would like, we have this, uh, group chat and he would ask like hey what are your favorite albums from this band or whatever and then my friend tom shout out to him he was doing the uh, list where i first did it with the smiths so then i just kind of took it on from there um yeah so yeah i'm just gonna be doing that for maybe the next couple months we'll see um i have a, a list of bands that I'm, I'm thinking of like you know doing is probably like 15 or 20 so uh yeah it'll be fun all right, so I'm going to get into my shit again, just kind of talk some shit, and then I'll talk about the uh, the Cypress Hill show. Um, so, yeah, I um, I went out to eat today. I went to this steakhouse, and right above the front door, they have like kind of like painted on. It says "Air Conditioned for Your Comfort." Right away, I'm I'm fucking giving them points because I love air conditioning. I do. I love it. I mean, I seriously, it's the it's the best invention ever. Um, and you know what I don't love is eating outside. That is such bullshit to me. Who the fuck wants to eat outside ever? You know what I'm saying? There's so many elements you got to fucking deal with. It's never the best, you know. It's like never a sweet like fall day. You, you know, nice out and all this bullshit. You know, sun's not in your fucking face. Any of that? It's always hot. Bugs, annoying people. Tons of sun fucking really hot or whatever the fuck right it sucks i fucking hate eating outside i mean picnics and shit that's totally different that's you know whatever but man i mean seriously though 
you're with a group of people, you hear one of them go, oh, let's get a table outside. And you're like, nope, nope. Or you just hate that person because everyone's down with it. And then you just go, fuck. You know, rarely is it cool. I mean, seriously, that's the thing here. So, yeah, it was just like one of those things. I'm like, I got to add this to my list because it just sucks. Fucking sucks eating outside. You guys want a table outside? No, I'll fucking wait. <laughs> okay? I will wait patiently. Fuck. And then on top of that, one thing I do love is I love booths. I love booths. I could get married in a booth. Fucking A. They're the best. It's like checking into a hotel for me. <laughs> you know, I get my own side, take all the shit out of my pockets. I can kick up my feet. Oh, man. Booths are the best. I fucking live for booths. You know what I mean? It's, oh, man. Sometimes tables are cool. Sometimes, you know. I mean, you know, it depends on, on the spot. But if you get a good booth, you're, you know, and the food's just okay, I can work with that. You know what I'm saying? If I'm comfortable there and it's good and, you know, no one's coming up to you, annoying the fuck out of you every five minutes. And, you know, it's a nice booth. You don't sink in it or nothing. Or it's not, like, dirty or fucking, you know, hurt your back or any of that bullshit. Um, oh man, it's the best. I work fucking hard just so I can hang out in booths. I miss booths. I miss diners. I miss, you know what I'm saying? Like I miss booths. A lot of great conversation happens in booths. Some not so great (laughs) also, you know what I'm saying? Definitely some not so great, but a lot of good conversations happen in booths. You know, it's just so fucking dope. Oh man. Love it. Love it. Love it. Uh, you know what I don't really love is people who fucking laugh and clap at the same time. Oh, my God. Clapping and laughing, it's so fucking annoying. Just fucking pick one. And don't clap, actually. So just just laugh, okay? Oh, it's the... Oh, it's just... Oh, God, it's just the worst. People clapping. Oh, my God. Ugh. Or like you're at a bar and someone drops a glass and then someone claps. Oh, my gosh. Oh my goodness. I want to like erase that person from the earth or just teleport out of there myself. I want to have an out of body. <laughs> I want to have an out of body experience when someone drops a glass at a bar and some jerk off, some low fucking hanging fruit jerk off starts clapping. Oh my God. Or whistling or whatever. Ugh, ugh. Yeah, I can't stand it. I was around someone I think recently and they started clapping and laughing and it was the phoniest shit I've ever saw. Oh, it was so phony. Ugh. Just makes one of vomit. Oh boy. Um, so hey, I went to this place called Grassburger recently. It's like uh, you know they feed their fucking cows grass or whatever, um, and it's it, it's pretty good. You can get a fucking egg on your hamburger, and they give you sweet potato fries, so it's cool. Um, and they have pretty nice booths, so yeah, you know it kind of checks that fucking box too. Um, and you know uh, they they just fucking you know they don't have a they don't come to your table or fucking no use of that. That's great. Uh, but they have great music. I'm usually there listening to my fantasy football podcast, and then I, I hear the fucking Morrissey, and I'm like, what the hell? And it's and they fucking play Morrissey there. They play Smiths, The Cure, Flea Foxes, all this awesome shit. Interpol. But, yeah, I heard Morrissey there recently. And, like, kind of like, not like obscure Morrissey, but, like, not hit single Morrissey as well. They play the song We'll Never Marry, which I guess is a single, but no one really knows it. And it came on, and I was just like, oh, this is the best. 
And when you hear your favorite band, your favorite artist, favorite song, whatever the fuck, um, and you're not the one pressing play, double tapping, or whatever, putting the needle on the record, it feels special, right? Because you're not the one who's saying, okay, yeah, I'm going to play this. It just happens that you're there, and it's there too. And it just hits, you know? It just hits. And it definitely... It fucking it definitely hit for me when I was at Grassburger recently, so I wanted to shout that out. That's always such a dope fucking feeling. All right, so I'm going to talk about Cypress fucking Hill. Let's fucking talk about the show, all right? The concert. Marijuana smells good. It sure fucking does, man. Boy, does marijuana smell good. Let me also... Um, so I've been going to co- concerts since uh, 1996, uh, and... I obviously didn't smoke weed then. I didn't smoke till I was like 20. So, but you're at a show, concerts, and there's tons of marijuana. Marijuana always smelled so, like, so distinct at shows. I think it's maybe the joints or something. And even even when I did first start to smoke, it, 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 it smelled differently when I would smoke it myself or whatever. Marijuana smells different at, at like, concerts. It just does. And when I was a kid, it just, it, it had such a, I can remember like, you know, I was straight edge and stuff, but you know, sometimes you have no choice. I was, in fact, when I saw Pantera at Ozfest, I had no choice. Tons of fucking, next to all the fucking like uh, mosh pits, there were like lots of people just getting high. And sometimes you can't really move around. So you're stuck and you're, you know, you're whatever. And I'm not getting a contact high per se, but I'm just smelling it. So yeah, just marijuana just smells so different at shows. Wanted to point that out. Okay, so we go to the show. Number one, my friend drove. Fucking love that. Love I love that. When I lived in, in New Jersey and I'd go to see shows in New York, I used to buy the tickets and then I would give it to whoever as long as they drove. And that would be it. I'd pay for the ticket, they'd pay for driving and all that bullshit. Because I mean who the fuck wants to drive? You know what I'm saying? You want to kick back. You want to be driven. You know what I'm saying? In most cases. And it, it was only 10 minutes away, but still. I fucking hate having to deal with those fuckers when you're leaving and shit. You gotta, like, time it right or whatever. Or just be patient. Which I am, and, you know, we were. It, it took a minute to get out. It wasn't a big deal. But anyway, I didn't have to drive. Huge plus. Huge fucking plus. Um, this was the first show that I've been at where I wasn't either sitting down or leaning. Which was uh, quite a feat for me. I'm a big leaner at shows. You wanna you wanna find me at a show? Look for look look the look around the fucking perimeter. I'm leaning somewhere. I'm leaning, you know, over the balcony. I'm leaning against the wall. I'm leaning, you know, on the bench. Something. It just you know kind of takes all the all the pressure off, you know, <laughs> all the pressure off your fucking your fucking knees and back or whatever. I don't have it that bad. I'm just sort of being silly. But this this was something that definitely stood out to me. I was like, wow, I'm not leaning or sitting. This is this is amazing. It was in a parking lot too, so I was standing on like asphalt. But it was better than like grass or that you know dirt, whatever the fuck. Is it? It, it? it was raining, but the rain was cool. It, it didn't get in the way. And there was only one time where it came down a little harder, but it was kind of nice. It really was. It kind of added to the like atmosphere and and, and to the vibe there. Um, so I get there at, and uh, the band or artist uh, atmosphere is on and. Uh, it, it was dope. I'm not familiar with them too much. When I worked at CD World in Paramus in like 2002, they played them there a lot. So uh, 
I remember hearing them there a lot. It was cool. So walking in and people and in and uh, people in Albuquerque love their metal and love their hip hop. So they were definitely vibing to uh, atmosphere. After after atmosphere was the DJ Z Trip. I think he may have started the show too. So I guess he was playing like playing in between action shit. Um, and he was awesome. He uh, was mixing in all kinds of stuff, and uh, like there was um, at one point he was mixing in Alice in Chains, which was so dope. Some Kanye West uh, beats, which was really cool. And then he also mixed in the Smiths. He did uh, How Soon Is Now, and you know, mind you, it's raining a little bit. I'm at my first show, and you know, since early 2020. I was going to shows early 2020. I was fucking on a kick-ass stride and this COVID bullshit happened. So, yeah, I was still going to shows in, like, early 2020. Anyway, um, so, yeah, so there I am. It's, it's you know, I'm stoned, right? And just raining a little bit. This guy's mixing the Smiths. Oh, it was fucking awesome. As far as, like, those moments that we have at shows, this was one of those moments. It was, like, so, like... Oh, it was like bittersweet, I guess. And it was just so like special for me. You know, it was just so special. Just hearing it and just being there. Seeing everyone like vibing and having a good time and just smiling and, you know, doing their own thing was just so cool. I love that. And this was just one of those moments where I was sort of like, ah, yeah. This is why I absolutely love going to shows. So... I mean, him mixing in, you know, like, you know, like I said, Allison Change, the Smiths, he did Metallica, which was cool, but of course the Smiths hit, you know, Metallica's cool, but, you know, but just the diversity was really cool. Um, and then Cypress Hill came on and they had just such great energy. They came out, they played a lot of their early stuff because their first album it was like the th- it's the 30th anniversary for it, so they've been playing. They they played a lot off that, um, and uh, yeah, really great energy. And I was thinking to myself, like, I uh, I was in the Cypress Hill since I was like 14, I think. Let me think, 94. Yeah, 14. Um, sorry, no. That was I, I can't even, I'm, I'm fucking out of it. 12, sorry, 12. Um, and, uh, yeah, it was fucking, like, I can remember I was in Record Town at the Bergen Mall. My mom was smoking, because you could smoke it in the mall at that point. She was like, they had this, like, part in the middle of the mall. And I was in there looking at CDs. And then I, like, brought her in to show her the CDs I wanted for my birthday. And it was uh, Counting Crows, their first one with the song Mr. Jones. Still a really good song. And then uh, it was Pono for Pyros, their first album. And then it was Cypress Hill. And my mom, like, didn't care about Cypress Hill or obviously Counting Crows. The Pono for Pyros, she was sort of like, what? But she still bought it for me. So those are the three those are the three CDs I got when I was 12. Um, and uh, so I loved fucking um, Black Sunday. Just one of my favorite. I mean, and I think for me, that was like one of my first hip-hop, like, serious hip-hop, like, albums. You know, I, I liked 
when I was a kid, like the Fat Boys and stuff. Not that they're not cool or nothing, but you know, like the the more serious stuff. Um, I'd say Cypress Hill was probably like that that group for me, um, and I just love their beats, you know, and just like the rhyming and I I didn't even know what like a bong was or anything, and you know, just but just. You know, I knew the whole marijuana thing, but it 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 didn't like, I don't know, I I didn't think anything of it. It was just so cool. Um, so here I am, like thirty something years later, finally seeing them. So kind of had some nostalgia for me and shit, you know, which was really cool. A lot of those, uh, a lot of those connections with it. Um, and yeah, I just you know, just had uh, just some of those like flashbacks to like you know being being a kid being at the mall and all that shit um so that was that that was really cool i uh yeah really fucking dug that part so anyway back to the show um one thing that stood out to me was uh send dog his voice um sounded great like sounded so clear it's so on like really good live his voice was like one of my favorite things as far as live, just how he just rhymed and his flow, his confidence. And when I listened to him on CD, he, I don't know, like, I mean, it's him and be real. So it's just two of them, but him live, I don't know. It was just something that just hit just like differently. And I was like, Oh man, this is, this is awesome. Um, and yeah, they like played mostly songs off the first like three albums. And then they played that, uh, they like, one of the like, uh, second to last song I think was Rock Superstar, which I, I, I'm not a fan of that, but it was really good live. It was really cool live. It sounded good. One thing cool that, that was really cool about the show was they had a percussionist drummer. Um, his name's Bobo. He like, um, Eric Bobo something. Um, he, recorded and toured with the beastie boys in like the in like the 90s um and he was their drummer uh at the show and he had a full kit and had all the cypress hill logo so that was fucking dope and there was a point where be real went over and started playing a lot of the percussion with them so it was just so dope you know just to kind of just see and just be at a show and you know it was like it was it was a good show too one of the things that like really kind of I just really enjoyed just the like showmanship of it that he would go and like play you know play the play the percussion and just the whole like you know actual music vibe and just everything um and then just smoking this sounds silly but like smoking weed while while then while they were playing hits from the bong was so dope I loved it <laughs> just smoking weed during Cypress Hill it was just like they should just hand out joints to, to people there. It was just so perfect. I felt like, I don't know, it was such a moment. <laughs> I guess you'd call it a stoner moment, but I don't see it like that. It was more just like a moment of like, wow, you know? And like, you know, back when they were, you know, when they started, it was obviously, you know, I mean, it's really just legal here recently, so I shouldn't say it like that, but you know what I mean? Back then, it was so like you know legalize it and all this shit, you know, which was you know huge for uh, you know for for Cypress Hill and all that. But uh, so that you know here we are in twenty twenty one, all this crazy shit has gone on, and yet 
you know, one of the positives is marijuana is not demonized and you're able to enjoy it and be safe. As far as I know, no one died after they left that show. Um, and it was just great. It was just so dope. Just smoking joint after joint. It was sort of like kind of in, in, uh, in excess, but I mean, come on, you're at Cypress Hill, you know, it was just great. It was fucking awesome. Um, so those are the things that I loved about the show. Those are the things that I just connected with and just, uh, it was, it was, uh, just a great experience overall. Um, there were some things though, to be honest, that I thought were kind of lame. Um, like during hits from the bong, um, there's a, there's a line where he's like, inhale, exhale, just got announced in the mail. And, uh, be real. He's like, inhale, get, uh, he's like, he goes, inhale, exhale, just got, uh, what the hell's his name of his weed? Um, I forget the name of his weed, but he said the name brand of his weed in the mail. Oh, I think it's insane. He's like, just got insane in the mail. And I'm just like, ah, oh, you advertise in your song. Oh, I thought that was kind of, eh, that just was a little, you know, kind of a bummer for me. Cause it's a great line. It's a great line. So for him to be selling his shit during that and it's good. It's marijuana. I mean, he's the marijuana guy, of course. And like, you know, with the, you know, in like in hip hop or whatever, but I just thought that was kind of tacky a little bit. Um, and then also with hits from the bong, they didn't play the whole song. And I know that that happens a lot, a lot, a lot at hip hop shows. You know I mean? It's, you know, but it's such a good song. I think it should get its due personally, personally that they kind of went into it and then they kind of went out and then went back in. I mean, it was still cool though, but I just thought that, you know, I just wish that they, that they gave it its full due and they, they didn't sell, uh, they didn't actually sell during it. And then there was a part of the show where you start, uh, where, um, B Real's talking about his podcast and like who listens and like, it wasn't like, uh, crowd banter. It was just like he was selling you something. And he's like, after the show, there's going to be a QR code on stage to win a thing to come hang out with me, which is cool. You know, hey, you know, it's good to win that shit and to, to, to be a part of it. But I thought it was kind of cheesy. Like, there's a QR code. And he was so adamant. He was like, okay, so you pull out your phone, you do that. And he was like, literally, like, just so, um, you know, so specific about everything with it. It seemed that it was just like a big, like, I don't know, big, like, sale, you know. He was just selling the whole time with it. Um. So that was that was kind of a kind of a turn off with it, you know. And then at the end of the show, they like take a picture with you know with like all of them and like the like crowd behind. And then just so conveniently on the screen, they have all the shit that they're selling. Bam, 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 bam. And I totally get it. Everyone's got to sell and do their hustle. That's that's all good. I'm not trying to hate on that. But as a fan and music and all that. It felt like let's let's get everyone to look at us, and then we'll sort of sub subliminally or maybe not just pump all of our bullshit on there, our podcasts, our our CBDs, or all this shit, you know, all the stuff that we're that we're selling, all these brands, blah blah blah. I don't know. To me, that it like kind of felt a little bit like like they were like you know 
using us or something for our fucking, you know, for our, like, our attention and fandom or whatever. Um, so those were the things I thought kind of turned me off, um, you know, with, like, putting, like, lyrics differently to sell your shit and then, like, also being so adamant about, like, yeah, pull out your phone, you know, and then taking that picture at the end is is cool, but just the way they hit you with all their shit, I'm like, ah, oh, man. So, okay, those are the things that I didn't really care for. But when I think about it overall, it still was fucking awesome. It still was a great damn time. Still loved them. Still going to look back on it and be like, that was great. You know, that was great. So the good definitely outweighs the bad by a ton. I just had to point those couple things out that I thought were kind of wiggity. Well, there you go. So I talked a long time about that, but it was just such a great experience, you know, and I, uh, I'm i going to go to as many shows as I can, as many that happen and all that bullshit, you know. I'm just, I'm definitely taking a wait-and-see approach, rolling with the punches, going with the flow. That's how I'm taking it. It's way, way less stressful. All right, so, you know, fucking A, I'm going to... Um, I'm going to do our self-care tip next time because it's a, it's a long one. It's like 50, 50, like it, it's 50 like words of wisdom from like old people. And most of them are really good. So I'm going to do that next time. So, yeah. So check out for that. <laughs> yeah. So I'll, 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 I'll fucks with that next time. You know, I'm actually going to skip the fucking poetry too. So let's just go right to the fucking true blue motherfucking song a motherfucking week. Marijuana smells good. <laughs> marijuana, marijuana smells good. Yes, it does. It definitely does. All right. Well, hey, here we are. Tr- fucking true blue song of the week. True blue playlist. True blue, 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 blue. Is Cypress Hill. Hits from the bong. I had to. I just had to. I thought I already talked about this song, but I didn't. So here I am. I'm going to fucking talk about it. It's a great fucking song. It's fucking on Black Sunday, which is their second album. Came out in 93. Catchy as fuck hook in this song. You got to hear it. It's originally from a Dusty Springfield song, Son of a Preacher Man. And then like the drum beat is from a, a Lee Dorsey song called Get Out of My Life, Woman. I mean, those are, those are, all that, all that I just said there is awesome. <laughs> oh, man, the hook right away, and the guitar, and the drums. I mean, he could have been rapping about fucking, like, tinfoil. I would have been like, oh, this song is amazing. Uh, yeah, but great lyrics in this song, great flow. Fucking, it just, it just works so well, and, you know, even they have, like, at the beginning of the song, you hear, like, the, like, water in the bong, the kind of part of the bong. Uh, the uh, part of the bong, uh, and it's it's fucking yeah, it just it works so well. Um, such it's a simple song talking about marijuana, talking about a bong, you know all this shit. It's fun, it's fun, and it's got a dope ass beat. I mean, what fucking better, right? Um, and I remember as a kid, my mom when I was playing her the song, she was trying to I, w- I would play her the song right, and she was like trying to explain to me what a bong was and she the way she explained it was like something with a bathtub and this and that and she meant gravity bong 
So apparently my mom was fucking around with gravity pumps, which are, you know, pretty pretty intense. But yeah, she was like, yeah, you fill up the bathtub, blah, 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 blah. And a bong is actually, you know, much more, uh, yeah, definitely not as, uh, not as, you know, not as, not as grand. Um, it's a water pipe, all this bullshit, right? But yeah, I, I thought that was kind of cool. My mom explaining to me really what a what a gravity bong was, um, and then again, this song is, you know, brings on a lot of memories for me, which is cool, um, and just a great song. I'm gonna read you some of the lyrics because why not, right? Why the fuck not? All right, here it is. It's called "Hits from the Bong." <laughs> Hits from the bong. Hits from the bong. Hits from the bong. Pick it, pocket, fire it up, come along, and take a hit from the bong. Put the blunt down just for a second. Don't get me wrong, it's not a new method. Inhale, exhale, just got an ounce in the mail. I like a bunt or a big fat cone, but my double barrel bong is getting me stoned. I'm skillet, there's water inside, don't spill it. It smells like shit on the carpet. Still it goes down smooth when I get a clean hit. Of the skunky, funky, smelly green shit. Sing my song, puff all night long. As I take hits from the bong. Love that line. Hits from the bong, y'all. Can I get a hit? Hits from the bong, y'all. Can I get a hit? Hits from the bong. Can I get a hit? Let's smoke that bowl, hit the bong, and then take that finger off of that hole. Plug it, unplug it, don't strain. I love you, Mary Jane. She never complains when I hit Mary. With that flame, I light up the cherry. She's so good to me. When I pack a fresh bowl, I clean the screen. Don't get me stirred up the smoke through the bubbling water. Is making it pure, so I gotta take my hit and hold it. Just like Chong, I hit the bowl and I reload it. Get my four-footer and bring it on. As I dig hits from the bong. Hits from the bong, can I get a hit? Hits from the bong, can I get a hit? Hits from the bong, can I get a hit? Straighten your dick out, can I get a hit? <laughs> Oh, that was awesome. Some of that just is so fun just to read through and to sort of, you know, flow with a little, but just mainly read. And what I love is, I know we all have this, like you hear, um, you read the lyrics to some things and you realize like what they're saying in every part. Like straighten your fucking dick out at the end. Can I get a hit? That's funny. I, I'm going to, I have to go back and and listen for straighten your dick out. <laughs> but hey, I mean, that's, you know, you know, that's uh good advice anyway there you have it there's me fucking talking my shit for fucking 34 minutes talking about cypress hill talking about these little fucking things that bother me thanks for rolling with me keep it positive remember music is self-care and yeah just have a great week everyone you guys take care peace and love Don't let